Welcome to the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast, where we talk about the lives of strong people. Today, we're talking about COVID-19. I've got my guest hosts here, Molly. What's up, Bryant? And Kevin. What's up, Bryant? We are in our secure bunkers. We're all, we're, we're socially distancing ourselves from each other. That's right. We yeah, can't, we can't uh, record podcasts in the same room right now. Yes. No. Nope. So we're doing it all the right way. Technology is great, though. I can hear you guys like you're right in front of me. Yeah, it's, it's almost the same. I can hear you. It's uh, Kevin's warm, soothing voice over the internet. He makes, does have dulcet tones. Makes me feel better. Yeah, the internet adds a little something. Little, it does add a little something. A little, something, little something. spice to it, yeah. Spice or, or something. It's something. Not quite definitely. sure. So uh, I'm assuming uh, your wife, who's a teacher, is off of work yeah. right now. Yeah, yep. she's off work. Some people are saying it's going to be for the rest of the year, which would be crazy. Um, I heard it, they've done that in Kansas already. Yeah, a couple places. California, too, I think. So we'll see. Um, it is, you know, silver lining. She's in her master's program right now. So it was hard to balance work and master's stuff. So now she's just, she can just focus on the master's. So that's nice. That's it is a plus. nice. Yep. Silver lining. Uh, so you guys are all home together. Oh, yeah. And how's that going? Uh, it's been all right. I haven't worked out yet, so that part's not <laughs> ideal. Well, when are you going to join our Zoom classes, yeah, Kevin? Yeah, you know there's remote workouts at your I favorite know. gym. Well, I saw I saw today there was a 5.30 one. I thought they were only 10.30, and I mean, I am still working. I was I worked primarily from home before anyway, so I'm still still pretty much doing that. So. Yeah, it didn't change dramatically for me either, but I did do the 5.30, and I noticed the 5.30 workout was all guys. It it's was. the first Thunderbolt oh, workout yeah. ever to be all guys. Wow. All yeah, gentlemen. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So uh, are the boys going crazy? How's it going with the kids? Yeah, they're going completely nuts. <laughs> completely insane. Like, it's, but I mean, they're having fun. Thank God. I don't know what we'd do if there was only one of them. Oh, because so, they have each other. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. entertain each other all day. That's always a good thing. That's good. Yeah, it's, been good. Um, it's not that different uh, for us either because Bryant works remotely. Yeah, I mainly work from home in front of my computer. So, I mean, I, I would go out to client sites a couple of days a week, so that's not happening. But, and the other thing that's a little crazy is I would normally go to a coffee shop or the library to kind of mix it up a little bit, but uh, that's not happening. So, getting a little stir crazy. So, but, the biggest shakeup was for Molly then. Yeah. Yep. Biggest Big shakeup. Yep. So, how's it going for you? <clears throat> well, um, so we decided to close the gym Monday. Um, we. Uh, felt that, uh, I mean, the governor put out an order saying that uh, fitness centers and everything should close. Um, some people take a different interpretation of that um, because they're saying, well, if it's less than 10 people, then we can still gather kind of a thing. Um, but that's not the interpretation we took. And we also felt that uh, we just have to start thinking about the health and safety. And uh, we were maybe the third or fourth gym that I know that closed. And uh, to me, it felt like an important thing to do, like from a leadership standpoint, like I didn't want to be behind the curve. Like we, this is, this is important. People need to be staying home. Um, we need to get ahead of this. It seems like even though coronavirus itself isn't that serious, just in and of itself, but the issue seems to be the ability of our emergency resources to deal with um, people that might have breathing problems or right. 
all those type of things like we're seeing in Italy. So you're doing um, your part to flatten the curve? We are flattening the curve. Yeah. As well as if you just think from a liability standpoint, no matter how well you clean, and please believe me, we have been insane about cleaning. Yeah. But still, you're, you can't, how do you know 100% that every micro bit has been cleaned and that nobody is at risk? Yeah. It, it, that's, we couldn't say that. So it just seemed like the right thing to do, even though it's terrifying as a, as a gym owner, as a small business owner to close your doors. Um, it's terrifying, but the right thing to do. You just, yeah. And people don't realize how many among us are immunocompromised because yeah, that's true. not in a normal scenario. It's not something that comes up every day, but when there is something as serious as this, it's like, you know, if you start asking around who's high risk there, it's a lot more people in your community than you would think. So I don't think it's the craziest thing to be taking steps like this. Yeah. It sucks for you guys. Cause I mean, that's, that's your livelihood of any of us here. And if it's going to affect your business the most. Yeah, it will. And I mean, it's, we're gonna have to take it day by day. We are very lucky that we have an amazing community, as you know, and, um, we, haven't anybody talk about quitting yet hasn't been a conversation at least no conversations i've been part of um obviously oh, that reminds me kevin wanted to talk to you about something yeah i guess now's as good a time as any. <laughs> <laughs> the coaches are leaving i just got zumba certified and they're staying on yeah in these desperate times you need those backup skills yeah um but we don't know what the future is. We don't know how long this is going to last. So it's going to have to be something that we're feeling out. We're trying some virtual workouts, which have been pretty fun, I have to say. Um, you know, seeing people uh, today, I watched people on Zoom running around in their backyard as part of the workout. Kids working out. Dogs are in the mix. Um, all different types of setups with weights. I mean, from people that have have a barbell and weights at home to people that are using a backpack with books or a dumbbell or I don't even, uh, kettlebells. Yeah. A lot of, and I think in general, that's like how you got to look at this time is it's sort of like, Hey, we're mixing things up and you're going to, we're going to learn some things. Maybe they'll stick with us down the road. Um, you know, who knows, maybe the virtual training will become a continual thing that'll, that'll happen. And members that move away, I'll still be able to do it. I mean, you kind of hope that there's, something that we'll kind of learn or take away from or you know sort of make good use of the time yeah yeah well when the gym opens again it's going to be popping so that'll be oh, that'll be it's going to be a party that's for yeah. sure it also will make you like appreciate stuff like your favorite restaurants and the gym and all that like yeah, sometimes you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone a little bit yeah yeah i so. mean the the gym world is one thing and um i've kind of watched i have a very good friend and actually she's been on the bod podcast before uh jeanette one of the owners of Yorkville CrossFit. Um, she and I have been in close communication and um, you know, checking in with each other and asking how we're doing. And um, I know that, that they've closed now. Um, and uh, it's, it's very scary, I have to say. It's like, keep likening it to jumping out of an airplane. Like, you keep thinking, I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna do the best I can, I'm gonna make it through, you know, maybe if I clean enough, we can just hold on, but you know, you make the decision, open up that door, jump out, and, uh, you know, find out what See happens. Where it goes, yeah. See where it goes. Yeah. Yep. 
I think the the thing that's a little weird, and this has got to be true of all the, um, you know, the, the restaurants and bars too, is it's like you don't know, or even kids out of school, you don't know when it's going to end, right? Like, is it because you if you had an end in sight, oh, it's a week or two, you're kind of like, okay, well, no big deal. But I mean, it could be months. It could be, you know, a long time. Right. It's and cases are going to keep growing, and they're going to grow quite a bit. And it's like, at what point do you decide? okay, it's enough is enough because, I mean, it's going to keep going for quite a long time. The cases are start, in our state are starting to double every day. Right. So. Yeah, it sounds like that's because the they're getting more access to testing. Right, a lot of untested initially. Well, and that's the interesting thing. I mean, I think that'll help us determine when things come back online is what that graph looks like, right? Is it like if it keeps doubling all the time, then that's not good. But if it starts to slow down, then you know, maybe that's a sign that things will kind of start to come back. I mean, I guess Wuhan is on the other side now, right? So they're opening restaurants and stuff again, but obviously there are many, many months ahead of us. So there is another side of it that you come out of at some point. Yeah. Um, so their curve was, what, like something like three months, I want to say? Yeah, I don't know how long it was, but... The first case came into the United States from Wuhan, it, supposedly, in, was in January, January yeah. um, in the Seattle area. Okay. Um but uh, I think that they will also be coming up with a vaccine, I'm sure. But at they, some everyone point. says that's not for it, like 12 to 18 months. Right. But it'll come. Yeah. But hopefully we're not waiting for that to reopen stuff. Well. I also heard they're upping um, how many ventilators and things that they're making so that that's those good. that that's need. That's the scary part. It's, yeah. You know, like you said earlier, it's not the disease itself. It's the what happens when the hospitals are overwhelmed. Right. So. Yeah. Um, so speaking of people that are affected, obviously gyms are, that are gyms in Illinois are affected. Um, and then there's also the restaurant industry. And, um, you know, I don't know about you, but we have friends uh, that are restaurant owners. Uh, one of the ones I'm thinking about is uh, Bernie at Craft uh, Urban. Used to uh, own Cinderella Paleo that uh, delivered meals to our gym. And now yeah. they have this wonderful restaurant. Um, I mean, when people can't come in and eat it really puts a strain on the restaurant. Um, the other restaurant owner that I know is at uh, Taps and Tenders. And, you know, if you think about what that means for a family, you know. Um, and all I the servers, know, too. I mean. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a whole ecosystem. There's businesses that clean. There's businesses that supply. And then you think yeah. of, like, bars, right? There's no takeout happening at a bar. So they don't even have anything happening now, probably, right? Yeah. I mean. Some of them are just closing down. Like I saw today that uh, McBride's North is just going to close down. They were trying to do curbside service, and it just wasn't enough. Right. Um, so they're going to close until... Is that the one by us? The Mc... Yeah. Yeah. Out on Eola. Yeah, it's, it's a heavy economic impact. And I know, I know when you say that, some people are like, well, who cares about the economy? People's lives are on the line, things like yeah. that, which is a valid point. But, I mean, economic downturns really do affect people quite a bit. I mean, you look at all the people who were close to retiring in 2007 that yeah. had their 401k wiped out overnight. So I right. Mean, right now, people have already lost 40% on stuff like that. So it's it's uh, outside of the disease. There's the economic stuff is pretty bad. Right. Yeah. I think the economic impact is going to be end up being the biggest fallout. Um, I mean, I hadn't even thought of looking at the kids' college funds, but I probably shouldn't look, right? Well, I mean, you assume... In theory, they're longer. Well, they're not that long term, but 
We have some time. I mean, Jenna graduates this year. <laughs> um, all, the young, all the young people should buy stocks in the next couple months. I know. At least now it's a bargain. Now it's the time to oh, buy, man. I guess, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know that we're at the bottom yet, but it's cheaper than it was. Yeah. That's true. Are we allowed to give financial advice? <laughs> Do we need to give a disclaimer? No. We, we cannot give medical or financial advice. We're not really yeah. qualified to give any of that. Yes. Buy stocks. <laughs> buy, stocks. buy all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I have friends that are financial planners. I feel like this has got to be a crazy time to be doing that. They're going to be getting so many calls and oh, yeah. people freaking out and lost whatever the last four years worth. Yeah. Um, it's got to be a crazy time. Yeah. So do um, we have questions from the audience? Yeah, actually, well, I don't know about questions, but um, I am going to look real quick at what some of my friends have said because I asked them how this has affected them. Um. So a lot of the people that are that answered my question about how this has affected them are moms and with having the kids home all day, um, it's making me realize how much more parenting there is to do when you have to dig in. That's what one said. Uh, getting much more family time. People FaceTiming with friends that they can't get together with. Um, Loving extra time with the kids, uh, but realize that being stuck inside is not good for mental health. Um, the uncertainty is the scariest part of all of this. So many different messages and not knowing which ones to take seriously. Um, let's see. People having a whole new respect for teachers. I will say I am hearing that a lot that uh, parents everywhere are really thankful for teachers because now that they're home with their kids all day, it can be very difficult. Yeah. Um, it all feels so surreal right now. Everything was happening, changing, and closing so fast that it was hard to keep up. It almost feels like the beginning of a dystopian novel. And I totally agree with that, 100%. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's been a long time since there was that surreal feeling like 9-11 right. maybe, right? Yeah. I, also, I think the, one of the weird things is just how quickly it, it cha they, everything changed. It was like maybe a week ago, you were kind of hearing stuff and thinking, well, this is maybe overblown. What is there to this? And then it, all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, whatever day it was, like the sports started shutting down and Disney World shut down. Then you're like, okay, this is getting real, real, really quick. And yeah. school started shutting down. Um, but it, it turned so quickly. It did. Yeah, it did. I mean, working out with everybody last week. It's, I mean, nobody was like, "Well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna see you for however long." So, <laughs> right, right. Six months? No, I'm everything just kidding. Was, everything yeah. was status quo last week. It's so yeah. Close. Um, couple more comments. Uh, somebody who's loving uh, working from home because they've gotten rid of their commute. Yeah, one thing I want to say about that is I I do wonder if there'll be any like long term work or social effects from this so in other words like tons of people are trying working from home now i wonder if businesses will just do more work from home in the future because they try it out for a couple months and maybe realize that there you know are you know it, for certain businesses it works really well um so people that hadn't been able to work from home before maybe maybe will now i don't know i just wonder if there's going to be like long term besides the financial impact in the sort of scars that we all are going to have if there's going to be any like long-term societal changes um, due to this could be um, 
Yeah, and actually, one this the same person who was saying that she loves working from home says when things return to normal, I'm going to work from home two days a week to get better work life balance. So that's yeah, kind see, of exactly go, yeah. what you were saying. Um, somebody else, I love not commuting. I just wish it was under different circumstances. I wonder if any of these people will hate working from home in like a month. I will <laughs> say I, I've come from the back. It does become a drag. I've come from the background of like where I work from home every day for when my clients were 100% remote. And it's not great, like from your mental health perspective. Like I, it, I was more depressed that way than going in the office every day. Like there's a weird balance that I think is better where like my favorite is something like two or three days from home and like two days going to an office. Um, so like when I was completely from home, I would have to go to the coffee shop or the library just to kind of halfway stay sane. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so here's another comment. It's so stressful listening to my customers tell me how fearful they are for their future. And I think that's one thing I'm noticing. People are stressed out. People are anxious, unsure, um, sad. There, there is a lot of that for sure. Um, and this is a great comment here. Today I found myself thinking about how I viewed my great-grandparents as a child. The Great Depression has such an impact on how they live the rest of their lives that I couldn't understand. This is not the Great Depression, but I can see myself living the rest of my life forever being changed by these times. Um, so I feel I like those are change some... the way we interact with each other socially. I mean, say, I don't know if you guys have noticed just being out in public, you sort of do keep a, a bigger buffer. Yeah, right. I wonder if that's going to last. That's what I was wondering. Like, you know, are we going to like not shake hands now or I, I wouldn't I don't be surprised think so. if that sort of sort maybe of started to go maybe away. one. So there's obviously I don't want to diminish the difficult times because th there are some difficult things going on. I mean, people losing their jobs, people being laid off, um, the gym closing, um, you know, and there are some real ramifications, which we can get to talking about hopefully what a the government has plans to help us out with. But I think there are positives. And um, like one of those positives, just to give you an example, today my pastor called just to say, how are you doing? And it just made me think about how powerful that can be when people are checking in with each other. Another friend sent me a message, how are you doing? Um, I'm seeing a lot of care. People are going out of their way because maybe because they're so stressed and, and anxious themselves and they're extending to other people what they need for themselves as well. But if there is any positive, I am seeing people really caring about each other. At least that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Yeah. It does yeah. seem like a good dose of perspective. Yeah. And now that uh, all of our social activities are shut down, it gives me time to write that memoir or finish that piece of art. And you can finish that CD, Kevin. Dude, I like... It's funny because I I tracked the whole song today and yesterday and it's like never gone smoother. So. There you go. See, that's all you needed was a nice virus to shut everything down so you could finish your work. Yeah, exactly. That's why I put it there. Yeah, that's um, smart. I mean, I didn't release it. <laughs> I will say my kids seem less stressed out. Um, there's something very stressful about school in a way. Um, yeah. And uh, I think it's particularly for teenagers. Um but there's just so much stress and there's this homework and they have to wake up early. Um, in fact, I just listened to a whole uh, NPR uh, thing about, you know, teenagers' circadian rhythms and how bad early school times are for teenagers. Um, so I am definitely noticing the teenagers seem less stressed. They're just chill. They're just vibing. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Can't get together with their friends, but that seems to be the biggest downside for them. Thank God for the internet, though. Could you imagine? I know. Yeah. That's the other thing I thought that was really interesting about, you know, say this outbreak versus, I don't know, the, the Spanish flu that everyone compares it to in 1918. It's just... Like how quickly people could get information out and the word out, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, um, with the internet, Facebook, texting, all that stuff, it's like instantaneous almost. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> We've been playing... It's kind of a double-edged sword because on the one hand, you have, you have that ability to stay connected with people and pass information and everything. But at the other hand, you're, you have access to all of the worst suffering that this is causing like that's true like all of the terrible stories are front page news and so it's kind of like everything's everything's getting put on everybody whereas you know yeah 100 Bef- years ago you would just know about what was going on in your town and that's about it right the, yeah i've heard about that as like a lot of pressure in in many ways like so in back in the day it'd be like okay you're the best whatever athlete in your tribe your small tribe or town and so but now it's like you go on youtube and you can guaranteed find someone that's better you know, of anything, pick anything, right? You're going to find yeah. a better guitar player that's younger. And um, nope. before it, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's like, it's this weird pressure of like being super connected that, you know, now all of a sudden, yeah, not only do you hear the sad stories, but you see like the best of oh, the yeah. world too, that you have to compete against. And Yeah. No, um, there's a couple of guitar players that the first time I listened to them, I almost quit. So <laughs> you're like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. And that's Are you a perfectionist? the same way too, because I mean, you can you can nail a huge lift and then go find a fifteen year old kid who's doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you a perfectionist, Kevin? Yeah. Ah, uh, see, I think that's yeah. a perfectionist dilemma. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have that too, to an extent. You I've, do. I've been working on my perfectionism over the last few years. It's getting better. <laughs> I mean, Soon you are who you the, are. The perfect perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's going to have the perfect <laughs> balance. The perfect balance. Yes. Um, I was going to say on the flip side of the social stuff, people staying in, in touch on Zoom and Instagram and Facebook and whatever. Um, I think people are connecting more with their families at home. Yeah. So like in the evening, we've been playing a lot of games with the kids. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. We love some good board games. And actually, ironically, yeah, a game that's online called Jackbox. Have you ever played Jackbox? Yeah, we have. That game's love good. love Jackbox. That's a fun one. Yeah. No, it's been good. And uh, even the the online workouts are kind of fun in their own way. Like I did the first one tonight. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a fun, different way to experience working out. Yeah. It's a different group. I mean, because funny, you know, you get used to your class, like whatever you're doing the same. Like I was the 615, it'd be the same people. And now I'm like, oh, this is kind of a new random group of people. Kind of mixes everything up. It yeah. does. It's a we way to a f- connect. Yeah. We have a friend who just finished, um, who just finished Whole30 basically a week ago. Was in a great routine. Everything's going amazing. And then all of a sudden, this quarantine thing just hit her like a ton yeah. of bricks. And so I do kind of, I feel sorry for the people that were finding a more positive routine or making changes in their life that were positive and then yeah. all of a sudden just get T-boned by COVID-19. So, yeah. um, I mean, what, and I, I actually feel that way a little bit too. Cause you know, in the past week I'm just like, well, guess I'm getting out of shape now. So like, <laughs> you're just giving up. Yeah. So I guess what advice would you guys have for people like that? Well, I would encourage you, um, if you can do the Zoom thing, you should join us on Zoom, Kevin, because that's always fun. Um, but if it's I not just, your I'm thing... A, I'm asking because yeah. I, I feel like 
a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, I think all the, the progress that they've made so far this year has to feel like it's coming to a grinding halt. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a chance to develop different habits, right? I mean, because the, here's the reality. It's like your routine's getting shaken up. So your good habits are might change and your bad habits might change too. So like this is a chance to kind of shake things up and try new things and do it differently. Like normally I always do the morning workouts, but now with the zoom, there's only a 1030 and a 530. So, you know, whatever I'm trying the evening ones out the 530 and, um, it's, you know, shaking things up for me a bit and maybe I'll like, this one was good, but it wasn't like as crazy intense as my normal would have been. So then I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll do tomorrow's too. Like normally I wouldn't do two days in a row. So I don't know. I guess it's just sort of like, it's a chance to, try new behaviors and try new things and but it's a bummer if you already had very positive ones on a roll well that's a great point that even bad behaviors can get disrupted too so. yeah um and i would say too it's good to find a buddy like somebody where they're checking in with you and yeah. maybe even if you're not doing the workout together you text them uh one of those workouts that you look at and you're like yes that's the right kind of terrible for me and you text yeah. it to them and then check in and be like, hey, did you do that one yet? And kind of check in with each other. Um, even if you're not doing it in person, you're still getting some of that camaraderie of having done the same terrible, horrible workout. Right. I might even start running. <gasps> well, that's like music to my ears. I think I mean, that's why this whole thing happened is because in the last episode, I said that I was going to sign up for a Spartan. And then so the world just shifted on its axis. And here we are. That makes sense. Wow. Talk about a conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. about a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, I know. The whole world spins on Kevin's workout. I mean, running actually is, I mean, to talk about, you know, like human nature and, and yeah. what we've evolved from. I mean, we humans are meant to run yeah. um, on a You're very You're meant basic to run, level. Kevin. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty good right now, so yeah. not going to lie. Get outside. I know? had the same thought too. I mean, I was like, maybe a good hard run would be nice because it's just like I'm not getting outside a whole lot. I've been out, was outside twice walking the dogs. That was it today. So yeah, um, I do think that's one of the risks of this whole thing is like people need to not just hole up and hibernate. You know, what I mean, it's like they need to connect with other people, whether it's and I guess it's going to have to be kind of virtual or texting or whatever, or checking in, and uh, so they don't sort of get lost. You know, I think that's it's going to be easy to fall into just like I'm going to hole up until this thing's over kind of thing. <clears throat> the holding up may get worse before it gets better. Uh, we had mentioned before we started that a city here in Illinois in the Chicago area, Oak Park, has said that there is a shelter in place order starting Friday, which is just stricter shutdown. Um, so are they actually going to enforce that? I wonder. Yeah, how does that out, work? Yeah, if you're out riding your bike, are they going to taser you? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah the, Kevin's going to be like, this is my first run. It's going to be so awesome. And he's going to yeah. get tased. I'm going to get shot with a beanbag. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to care if you're solo out running, your, running or on your bike. I think the issue is all these people um, going to the grocery store and... Think about it. Like the other day I was in the grocery store. We needed milk. And there's like more than 100 people in the grocery store. I mean, gyms are, oh, that's still, a good point. Yeah. are still open even though. I saw, you know, I drove past one. Uh, at, or I drove past one on like 30 minutes ago that was still open too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I think if anything, it's not so much that they're going to care if you're out running. I, and again, I don't know. We don't give financial advice. We don't give legal advice. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Kevin's it's more, like I heard it on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's more about those gatherings that people are still doing. Yeah. I feel like it's more about yeah. that. That's just my. So my you take. need to stop going to those hashtag boomer remover gatherings. Is that a real thing? <laughs> I don't, I don't That's what our kids keep saying to us. <laughs> oh, man. That's terrible. That's rough. Yeah. <clears throat> but, of course, when they say boomer, they mean us, even though we're yeah. not boomers. We're not boomers. Yeah, we're, we're, Gen boomers. Yeah. we're Gen X. We're Gen X. That's that's part of the thing, though. You that's know, part of the joke. If, yeah. you, if you know the context, so they tell me, it's not actually referring to boomers. It's referring to adults who don't understand. I so, see. Yeah. Um, yes, the boomer remover. We should get them on to teach us about cool young kid stuff. We could. We could have a cool young kids podcast. Um, I need to find out if I can still say yeet. (laughs) Um, I'm curious if you've had any funny, odd, or awkward encounters since all of this happened. Either one of you. Well, do you have one, Kevin? Yes. On, uh, let's see, Saturday. No, Sunday. We went to a friend's house. We we were, it was uh, about eight people. Maybe it was Saturday. It doesn't matter. Uh, it was like eight people, St. Patrick's Day thing, and it was kind of like that morning. We're like, "Are we still doing this? Is this <laughs> yeah? Is this happening?" And so we decided, "All right, this will kind of be like the last gathering, and then we'll all hunker down." And so when we walked in. It was this awkward thing of like, "Do we hug each other or not?" Yeah. And it's like, so everyone kind of stayed away from each other in the beginning, and then we were having some green beers and. You know, after a couple of those, everyone was just hugging and slapping backs, and <laughs> so. But it, let's hope it is, nobody had Corona there. Right? Yeah. So far, so good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is a little weird, you know, because interactions with people are shaken up, and yeah, it's like if you if you see someone in your family, it's, it's like, are, do we hug? It's you know. Yeah, it is weird. I had a, a tennis match last weekend, and then normally at the end of the match, you shake hands. And we're like, okay, we'll just like tap rackets like that. Tennis be is the shit. perfect sport right now. I know it is. No, I mean, I guess you end up both touching the ball. But other than that, I, I, oh, I actually, true. you know, I read this study and they were saying like sports that were good for good for like you could sort of almost still do during the time would be like tennis because you're so far apart. Right. And then sports that you shouldn't do. And the one they named was rugby, ironically, that our daughter does because you're literally like. You know, or, you know, another one would be like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Any of those where you're like right on top oh, of the yeah. person, you know. They actually have changed apparently uh, what they're saying about it, that it's not just droplet. They think that it can actually. Cough um, into the ear. I don't know. Linger in the air. Again, not giving <laughs> medical advice. But originally um, they were saying, you know, as advice to gym owners, yeah, you can still do workouts outside if you're just far enough away from each other. And that advice seems to have changed. Um, and they mentioned that change of advice today at the president's uh, press conference that they think, I don't know, can linger in the air or something. Um, so. I'm just glad there's been no huge, scarier news. You know, it seems like True. most of the news has been pretty much the things that we expected of it. Yeah. Even, even good news. Yeah. So. Well, we're kind of hearing... You know that people are coming out of their holes in uh, China, so it's like there's a there's another side to it. We're getting there at the other side, so you're like, okay, well there is another side. That's good. Yeah. Um, and then you know we are hearing like it's ramping up a lot, but we kind of expected that in terms of like number of cases. And 
I guess the question is, is it still going to continue at the same rate now that we're well, social it, distancing? It will likely, the numbers will likely increase throughout the next week. That's what I heard because of the, the availability of testing. Yeah. And then they expect that after next week, it may right. take that curve down. And then the other awkward like social encounter stuff for me is I always have allergies this time of year. So my nose is running and then I'm coughing. And so like, you know, I cough and people are like, what the, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, a, I had a but no, no fever. I have not had a fever. Just have occasionally cough and have a runny nose. But that's normal for this time of year for me. Normal. Yeah, you um, get dirty looks now. Yeah. I had a very... I'm very self-conscious about it too. Like, don't cough, don't cough. I had a very funny encounter today. So... Um, the kids and I drove out, we picked up, um, lunch to go from Steve Brush's cheesecake store and another locally owned, um, they have a drive through, they bring it out curbside. So we picked that up and then, uh, we went by Jewel because we're looking for toilet paper like everybody else. Uh, so we went into we Jewel. We had to go to the black market. <laughs> and, and I'm being obsessive about washing hands just yeah. like everybody else. So we walk into Jewel and I say, let's go to the bathroom and wash our hands first. This Jewel has a, it's an all gender bathroom, just a one person bathroom. And I'm a mom with her kids. I'm like, let's all go in and wash our hands. So we all go in and wash our hands. And um, while we were in there, I dropped my wallet into the trash can. Because I was like cleaning and there was paper towels and I'm trying to throw them away and I dropped my wallet in there. So, you know, we were kind of making a bit of a ruckus as I was trying to get out and then I had to wash my hands like three more times before I felt clean. And um, Ian stepped out of the bathroom in the, mid in the meantime and um, one of the jewel workers was yelling at him. And I turned around the corner and I had my mom face on. I know I'm always a nice person, but I have a mean face sometimes like... The way she was talking to my son, I couldn't hear what she was saying, but I'm like, something's going on. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and the minute she saw me, her face changed. She was very contrite. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. I heard that three teenage boys went into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. sighs> so apparently myself, my daughter, and Ian were uh, mistaken for three teenage boys who... Yeah. Uh, well, you guys were digging around in the trash in there. I think I'd be they suspicious too. couldn't see we too. were doing that? We went to wash our hands. That's, That's it. It's these heightened times. People are worried. Right. They're worried. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, Can't take anything for granted. Ian told me that uh, they probably thought that we were teenage boys who went in the bathroom to vape. To vape? Is yeah. that what That's teenage what, boys do in the bathroom now? I, I, what do I know? I guess I so. Know. Interesting. So yeah, that was my funny story. Vapes with the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. Yeah. No. Double your lung problems. Yeah. I'm going to take another look to see if there are any more comments uh, while we've been talking. Um, nope. No more comments. So we are up to date on that. Um, any last thoughts about the coronavirus, this crazy time? Yeah, so uh, what are we, I guess people are probably, I guess plans for the gym are wait and see, right? I mean, it's just kind of like we got to wait until... I wonder, I guess we don't even know when anything's going to reopen. Gyms, restaurants, so it's, schools. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, so on the positive side, we've got a great community. Um we're trying to keep connected to everybody. We're trying to help people
continue to do workouts. There's the daily at-home workouts that are in Daily at-home workouts. Um, we're going to be doing more kind of connection things. Um, for example, you know, everybody who usually works out at 9.15 a.m. have some kind of a virtual gathering to... That's kind of a fun idea. Ca- just to catch up. Get everybody together. Um, I'll get the two 6.15 people together. <laughs> well, there's really four of you. But I'll get the yeah. four 6.15 people together. Um, yeah, I mean, so those are those are the positives, just having the best community in the whole world um, and, and a lot of support. all the people that I hound about stretching and mobility, and they tell me they don't have time. Ooh, you know, busted. Like, however long from now when we're back in the gym, I expect to see some supple leopards. Yeah, like they a should jo- be hypermobile. Wait, George hypo, Murphy. I always get that confused. Hypomobile, hypermobile. Which one's hyper. the one that's very mobile? <laughs> hyper. Hypo, hypo is low. Hypo yeah. is low, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so George Murphy is one of those that we want to see yep. being very supple when we get back to the gym. Yeah, full yeah. split or he's yep. out of the gym. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and like all small business owners right now, the the negative side are things that, you know, are up in the air. We don't know that we have no control over. I mean, rent still has to be paid. Yeah. Uh, bills still have to be paid. Um, so the question mark is how to weather this storm and be able to come out and still have a gym that's there at the end. And um, like every other gym owner, we're going to be trying to figure this out, trying to come up with best solutions, trying to, uh, you know, do what we do and be able to come out on the other side. Yeah. A lot of unknowns though. And for any members listening, all everyone who coaches at the gym, we don't do it for the membership. We do it because we really care about everybody. So... Um, if you guys please reach out, if there's anything that we can do to help you out, please do that. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I mean, like I said, on the positive side of this whole thing is seeing people reach out to each other. And so, um, especially in our small community, in our gym, if there's anybody who's been financially affected, if they've had an issue with uh, losing a job or losing income, um, reach out to Scott or I, please um, let us know. We're going to do our best to try to help in, in any way that we can. Um, and on top of that, as Kevin said, everybody really cares about everybody in this gym. So even if you just need somebody to talk to or vent to, um, reach out. Reach out to the coaches. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to me. Yep. Well, Brian, you want to take us out? <laughs> All right. Well, this has been good, guys. I'm glad. We were able to, even though we're socially distanced, do the podcast and connect. Well, I guess one of us is socially distanced. Molly and I were screwed if one of us gets it. But uh, (laughs) Anyway, this has been another episode of the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast. Until next time, stay strong. Stay strong. Welcome to the Thunderbolt Strength Podcast. We... What do we do? <laughs> I don't have my notes. It's a it's we're wartime. It, uh, where we what do we do? We talk about the lives of strong people. You know when we're famous, this is gonna be outtakes like yeah. Seinfeld. You know how they have the yeah. Seinfeld outtakes? Uh, where we talk about the lives, lives of, of strong, strong people. people.